Welcome to Tech Mobility Topics. Wouldn't you rather have something under the hood than on it? This is the supercharged Bonneville. <laughs> One of the world's most powerful sports sedans. Inside and out. It's time traditional luxury collected from dust. Luxury with attitude. The Bonneville by Pontiac. Pontiac Bonneville. It was considered a large front-wheel drive car with attitude. And the Pontiac brand actually got known as a performance brand because of one man, man long since dead named John DeLorean, who was the chief engineer of Pontiac back in the late 1950s. If you're a person of a certain age, you might remember Wide Track Pontiac, that's John DeLorean. And he turned a stodgy brand into a performance brand. He did it single-handedly from the 19, late 1950s into the 1960s and on. And in Pontiac's last days, its performance moniker was due large part to the legacy that John DeLorean laid and made this division that must have central sexy performance division of GM before they discontinued it in 2009. Thought you might want to know that. It's officially known as the National Railroad Passenger Corporation, and it does business as Amtrak, the national passenger railroad company in the United States. It operates intercity rail service in 46 of the 48 contiguous U.S. states and three Canadian provinces. Yeah, and it was created by Congress, believe it or not. Amtrak began operations on May 1st, 1971, and at the time it received no railroads, no, no property or rights away or anything at its inception. All Amtrak's routes were continuations of prior service, although Amtrak pruned about half of the passenger rail network. Of the 366 train routes that operated previously, Amtrak at that time only continued with 184. Now the problem is, passenger railroad service by the time Congress got involved in the, 19, in the late 1960s had fallen off a cliff. With the building of the interstate highway system, everybody going to cars, um, passenger service had been in decline for 60 years. It enjoyed a bump after the Second World War for a moment. It had a last hurrah in the 1950s, but really, by 1960, a lot of your smaller railroads had stopped passenger rail service to most of America, and a lot of the larger ones were grappling with losses upon losses, and that was even serving big cities. So Congress passed a role to roll that service into a public-private outfit called Amtrak. They didn't give him any money. So in the early years, they got all the dilapidated equipment that the freight railroads had been using and hadn't updated in years for a really lousy, fairly terrible passenger rail service. And Amtrak limped along for years. Every now and then, Congress would throw them some money and they try to do what they could with it. But Amtrak had problems because here's the thing. Amtrak to this day is still beholden to the freight railroads that actually own the right of way. Amtrak owns very little in the way of right of way. They got to work with class one railroads like uh, CSX and Union Pacific and North Fork Southern and Burlington Northern Santa Fe. They also got to coordinate with city outfits like the MBTA in Boston, the Metro in Chicago, the New York subway system, in order for what they call commuter rail, which sometimes Amtrak is involved in and works with. Here's the good news. After all of those challenges over the last 50 years, 
and Amtrak has held on. Last year, Amtrak invested nearly $3 billion in more modern trains, enhanced stations and facilities, new tunnels and bridges, and other critical infrastructure upgrades. Here's something else. Amtrak reported for last year a 24.6 increase in ridership and a 20% increase in total operating revenue in fiscal year 2023 compared with the same period a year ago. That translates into what? 28.6 million customer trips during that fiscal year, which ended September 30th. The railroad's fourth quarter, northeast quarter ridership levels, that's where Amtrak does own a lot of the rail and put a lot of the money. That's even up 8%. And here's something important. It's up above pre-pandemic levels. So you could argue that Amtrak is on a roll. How does this help? Service resumed on all routes that were suspended during the pandemic. And more trains were added on the Northwest region. I'm sorry, Northeast Regional, Piedmont, and Amtrak Cascade routes. Multiple state-supported Amtrak services also drove ridership gains while settling monthly or annual ridership records. And that include the Amtrak down Easter, which we talked about about a year and a half ago, how the state of Maine got with Amtrak to create passenger rail service or commuter rail service in Boston across three states. And it's working. People, it's working. You don't necessarily need a car. But here's the better news. Amtrak is looking at adding additional routes. And there's money being allocated for them to do studies. For years, uh, where I live in Des Moines, the East-West Rail Corridor through Des Moines is actually the Iowa Interstate Railroad. And it used to be the Rock Island Railroad, which was a major class one back in the day that went broke in 1980. Iowa Interstate salvaged at least the Iowa piece of that. And it's partially now owned by the Union Pacific. You can catch Amtrak in Iowa, but not in Des Moines. How messed up is that? You want to go 35 miles to the south to a little town called Osceola, you can pick up an Amtrak East-West uh, passenger train. If you want to go to Fort Madison, Iowa, an extreme southeast corner of the state, you can also pick up an Amtrak, uh, any of the Amtrak schedule, and that's across the Burlington Northern Santa Fe. But if you're in Des Moines and you want to go to Chicago via Amtrak, that is currently not possible. If you want to go to Omaha via Amtrak, not possible. Minneapolis, not possible. Kansas City, not possible. Although there is rail from here, from Des Moines, in all those directions. We are one of many cities where money has been allocated down through the years to study it, but folks don't want to get with the program. Let me get back to some more of the good news with Amtrak. The railroad logged a total operating revenue of $3.4 billion dollars with the resulting 20% year-over-year increase driven by higher readership, I'm sorry, ridership, and ticket revenue across all service lines. Still losing money, but $130 million less than the year before. So we're heading in the right direction. And that dropped because of strong revenue performance and successful cost containment. And the fact that they're upgrading equipment because newer equipment costs less to maintain. And better infrastructure means less delays because there are bottlenecks in the system that Amtrak finally got the money from the federal government to address mainly in the Northeast Quarter, but some other places where it's been an issue. 
So, will there be an Amtrak passenger train near you? Possibly. They are looking at a variety of corridors to add, working with states, the federal government, and uh, local uh, cities and towns. They've proven that when Amtrak comes to town, there is economic benefits to it, even now. Particularly if you're looking to do all the things, then drive your car. It's a thing, people. We're behind the eight ball, but there is progress being made, although not nearly as fast as probably should be. And I haven't even talked about California's high-speed rail project. It's a whole other conversation for another time. This is the Tech Mobility Show. Do you listen to podcasts? Seems that most people do. Hi, I'm Ken Chester, host of the Tech Mobility Show. If you've missed any of our weekly episodes on the radio, our podcast is a great way to listen. You can find the Tech Mobility Podcast just about anywhere you can enjoy podcasts. Be sure to follow us. From Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many platforms in between, we're there. Just enter the Tech Mobility Podcast in the search bar wherever you listen to podcasts. Social media. It's the place to be who are no exception. Hi, I'm Ken Chester, host of the Tech Mobility Show. Several times a week, I post to TikTok several of the topics that I cover on my weekly radio show. It's another way to keep up on mobility, technology, news, and information. I've built quite a library of short videos for your viewing pleasure, so be sure to watch, like, and subscribe. That's the Tech Mobility Show on TikTok. Check it out.